On behalf of Rebuilding Your Life Radio and the Train Your Brain, Claim Your Power Calls, welcome. I'm your host, Susan Shereko. Pastor Kaj Didigu joins us today. He serves congregations on the eastern coast of the United States and has authored the book, The Mystery of Suffering, along with a soon-to-be-released book, The Armor of Righteousness. His personal story doesn't start here, but in Nigeria. So let's find out how this young man came here with his message of faith. Please wave your hands to welcome Pastor Kaj Didigu. Hello, Pastor Kaj. Welcome. Thank you, Suzanne. Uh, Pastor Kaj, it would be really helpful for us to understand your book, The Mystery of Suffering, if you could tell us about your religious background. Okay. I started out as a Catholic. When my mother introduced me to Catholicism, took us to church, and uh, I continued to be Catholic until, oh, maybe in the uh, late 80s to early 90s when I joined Pentecostal uh, denominations. And how did that come about? Well, um, I had at some point started to think that there's much more to life than what we see. So I started wondering, okay, so how do I get to know these things that that are controlling how things happen in the world? And there was no way I could find it. So I started to think about, you know, what do I do? In the meantime, I... My immediate senior brother, Dr. Tony Didigo, decided to join the race for the governor of our state at that time, called Anambra State of Nigeria. And so uh, I decided to be his campaign manager and followed him all through the state. You know, from, mm-hmm. uh, yes, when you go to campaign, uh, you know, uh, events. I followed right. him when we met with, uh, you know, interests, people who were interested in us as a group. I went with him. When we went to see coordinators, I was with him. And uh, one event that uh, I cherished was when the various uh, um, contenders met. You know, we, the supporters or the campaign team, would interact from time to time. So it is during those interactions that I met a young man that uh, was instrumental to my, you know, joining some uh, Christian ministry, anything different from the Catholic Church. So mm-hmm. uh, after the elections, his candidate lost, and my own candidate lost. And uh, life changed for us. So I was, you know, doing some private business that took me to where I was serving some electronic uh, uh, company, you know, the the, the phone company of Nigeria at that time. I, I did some job for them, and I was hoping to be paid, but they didn't pay me 
for a prolonged period of time. So I went ah. there to go and ask, yes, it happens all the time. So I went there to again to go and ask what's going to happen to my money. <laughs> and as I came out from the building, I saw this young man I used to meet at campaign events, you know, when uh, the, uh, the candidates uh, had meetings and things. So he was excited to see me as I was excited to see him. So I said, hey, well, how have you been? And then he started telling me his story, that his candidate lost the election and lost everything. And he himself lost almost everything. His car knocked engine. And hmm. they had, yes, it was serious problems trying to uh, organize his family again. And uh, he was even uh, on the verge of losing his marriage. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because if you can't feed your wife and your children, uh, sometimes bad things begin to happen. That's true. Yeah. It's one of the things that goes along with marriage. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So he now told me his story that uh, when he was in this uh, quandary, he met a man who uh, told him about a Christian ministry going to have a crusade in the city where he lived in and encouraged him to go there. And he did. Then after the crusade, he said his life changed because he listened to the message of the uh, scriptures and they prayed over him. He accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. They prayed over him. And uh, from then on, he started to see changes in life, serious changes. And one of them is that he met a man who said to him, Hey, do you want to work for federal government? He said, yes. He said, okay, come down to Lagos. That was the capital of Nigeria at that time. So the gentleman gathered the remnants of his money, whatever he had, and went to Lagos. And um, came back, therefore, to the state of Anambra with a government job that not mm -hmm. only gave him the job, but they give him a car. And when they give you a car in Nigeria for working for government, they give you a driver. Oh, wow. Yes. So this gentleman found himself having a job with a new car and a driver, and his life changed you know, to the point where he now represents the federal government of Nigeria in the east. He was flying between the east and Lagos and to other parts of Nigeria, this man who doesn't have a car anymore suddenly finds himself in a changed position. So, so he told me that this is what happened to him. That's what he can tell me. That he saw it. It's not somebody that, something they told him, but he went through it himself. Right. Big difference. So, yes. So he put his hand in his pocket and brought a flyer and gave to me, said, this ministry, they are coming to Lagos. That is the city where I, I was. And mm -hmm. they're going to have a seven-day crusade there. Please go. I took the, the flyer. I didn't look at it. And uh, because I was satisfied with the story he told me, and uh, I had a desire to, you know, <laughs> see the kind of thing he saw. 
So mm-hmm. I, I put the, the fly in my pocket and told my driver, let's go. We went home, I ate lunch, and uh, told the driver, look, the, this flyer now, see the address where it is. Take me there. Because I, I, the, my driver doesn't work during the weekends. Saturday mm-hmm. he goes home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when I need to be there. So I needed to, right. him to take me. So he took me to the location, and I saw the place and went home. So the day of the first day of the uh, of the uh, crusade, I came, and uh, I've never seen a thing like that. They started the praying and you know singing hymns, choruses, and things. The atmosphere was charged. I didn't know some of the hymns or or, 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 or even the the um, choruses, but everybody mm-hmm. about that seemed to know. So it was okay. So, but uh, after the singing and the prayers in the beginning, the man of God mounted the podium to speak. I can't tell you what he said, but I, I, I knew I was hearing things for the first time that I never heard like that before. Yes. So, uh, at the end of the message, he said, if you have not accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, Please stand on your seats. And huge crowd stood up everywhere. And I stood up. And he said, okay, come down here to the uh, altar side. And a huge crowd started coming. I refused to go. I sat down. Because to be Catholic, you know, is something that uh, you don't get away from easily. So the second day, the something, the third day, the the fourth day, I decided to, you know, go along. I went, and the man of God, uh, you know, led us who came, who were standing there, led us to Christ, and uh, prayed over us, and then uh, I left. Not left the uh, church, you know, the the revenue, but I went back to my seat like other people. At the end of the service, light crowds of people were surging out because it's a big, big place. And there's a man I brought there on a, on a, on a was using a crutch to, to, to walk. He had an accident. So we couldn't move with the crowd, we waited for everybody to uh, go. So while we're waiting, I see some people going forward to the uh, podium side and uh, lining up to see the man of God. And I said, okay, uh, let me go see what I'm doing. I went there, stood in a line. I went, it, it became my turn. The man of God held my two hands, looked at into my eyes, and said, five days deliverance, five days prayers. I wrote it in a piece of paper and gave me. I didn't know what it was, but I took it. When I asked the man who I brought who had uh, an accident, what does that mean? He said, yes, they have something they call deliverance, and they conduct it in their headquarters. He told me where the headquarters is, so I decided to go there. The first time I go there, that's the next day after the the uh, the, the crusade went. I went there. Mm-hmm. I was a huge crowd, and the deliverance was going on. We just sat in benches around, and 
people will come deliver deliver and then they they move that another set will come in another set will come in and it looks like there was no end to the group you know the the, the people who are coming and it was getting evening so I left the next day the same thing so it means that I have to be there very early in the morning to have my chance because you have to mm-hmm. go and write your name in a in a log you know right right so, uh, yes, so I came there, you know, the early morning, and put my name down, and I was in the, you know, the middle of a long list. <laughs> I did it for about two days before I got my chance, and I was put to deliver deliverance. I've never heard a deliverance before. I never knew what it mm-hmm. is, but the number of days I was watching it, I started to know that hey, this must be serious stuff, because people would will fall down. You know, and <laughs> is it like no. receiving the Holy Spirit? Is that what what you're really receiving well, at that point? No, I, I'm not the, familiar with the term deliverance, by the way. Yes, That's, yes. Uh, the day you receive the Holy Spirit was the day you accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. But mm-hmm. deliverance, as now I understand it, is that demon spirits accompany people. They are responsible for almost all the problems people are having. And they have to be driven out from you. Right. Okay. So that you can recover yourself, you know. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's what they were doing to people. And when it came to my turn, I went through deliverance. And uh, for five days, I was going to go through this. But after three days, it was Christmas. And the, the ministry was going to travel out of town and uh, encourage everybody to come with them to the place. And I'm not used to, you know, travels in Nigeria, so I didn't go. When they came, came back from Christmas, I returned for my deliverance and complete, I mean, my, my prayers, completed it, and went. So things began to change in my life. I started seeing changes, physical changes. One of the things they told us in the ministry, you know, in the, in the crusade was, if you don't have a Bible, don't come back here because you're not going to get anything from what we're saying. And if you're coming, come with a Bible, a jotter, and a pen. That the scriptures you're going to be hearing, write them down. When you get home, go study them. So I decided to go and, uh, you know, immediately go and find a Bible, bought one. Unfortunately for me, uh, at that time, Bibles are not things you buy anywhere. You, know, you don't see them anywhere. But I oh, bought really? one. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it had this tiny print. And I tried to read it, and uh, I couldn't. I was seeing this, this print, but it was, I was having problems reading. Because before that time, when I read a newspaper, I'll, I'll, I'll put it about a foot in, in front of me so I can, I can read it well. Mm. Yes, that's how my eyes, how bad my eyes were at that time. So right. I prayed to God. That time I've learned to pray. So God, they told me to get a Bible and read. And I've complied. I'm, I'm, I, the Bible is here, but I cannot read the prints. Open my eyes. And Susan, my eyes opened, not in the eyes that, you know, just, I wasn't blind, but the difficulty in reading vanished. Mm. 
and I could read close up and you know, far out for from that time till now. And that's many, many years ago. I've been in this USA uh, from uh, two, uh, two, 1999 to now. Mm, till now. Yes. And your eyes have never had a problem since. No, I've never seen, I've never gone to hospital for, for an eye doctor or anything. Amazing. That yes. is amazing, especially as we get older. Eyes are one of the big things to go. <laughs> well, yeah. having experienced that healing, Pastor Kosh, what did you do? Well, they, they 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 let you know that God is our healer. And that he made a promise that never fails. If you learn who he is and know what he has provided for all people who accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, follow it and obey him, obey his word, and follow what he said to do. And that's what I did, basically. I decided that anything I see in the Bible, that's final. I'm not going to ask any more questions. That's God's word. It is final. And when I did that, I was reading the Bible, praying, and things changed in my life. Changed to, so, to, to, to the extent that I, I can't explain it to anybody who is not uh, you know, born again, who is not just born again, but who is serious with God. He's a healer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And since then, I don't go to hospitals. I don't, uh, you know, medication was just not part of my life anymore. You know, if I have any illness, I take it to God. The way he said, come to me, and I'll pray. And the thing will vanish. So that's how I decided that, okay, this has to be something I desire to continue to do because what I was wondering about, is this all that is in the world? That's, that's not all there is. Go to go and find out. There's a lot more, a lot, much more that we don't know. And that's why Christ came and uh, died for the sins of all mankind and rose again. And now he's dwelling in everyone who decides to accept him as Lord and Savior to abandon the ways of life he followed before now. That's what repentance is. Just give mm-hmm. up all the ways you followed before now and then do it God's way. It shall be well with you. That's what I learned. Continue to learn it and uh, read my Bible. I never stopped reading the Bible for one day. It became my companion. and. But the Bible I used, if you see it, it's just like I wrote all over the thing. <laughs> <laughs> By the time I was done, it was not like it was not like a piece of paper. My Bible. Before I bought another one, <laughs> one is still there, but that's how it pieces. That time, uh, hi- highlighters were becoming part of uh, the system. That time, mm-hmm. but in Nigeria, to get highlighter is not easy. You know, is right. That's not yeah. So I managed to, you know, from time to time find like a where I can bind one and I use it to highlight scriptures that I think I need to know more and more about. And I was underlining them before, but now I use highlighters. And even so, highlighters weren't sufficient for me. I started to copy the scriptures out. Freehand. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. scripture I wanted to know, I had a, a, a you know, 
like flashcards. I started to write them there. I started to memorize them. I had to put everything I had to be, to be able to know what this is about. Right. That is, a, that, is, that is a very, I mean, I know that several places re, suggest that you do that, that, that yes. somehow the process of writing it as you're studying it, you know, longhand is, is very powerful. Yes, very, very powerful. So that's what I did until when computers started to be part of everyday life. For mm-hmm. some people, not in Nigeria, most most people don't, you know, nobody, they don't know about, about computers. And uh, one of the things that, you know, egged me on, I was driving in Lagos one afternoon, and there was so much traffic jam. And from down, it was in the bridge, down down there on the on the ground, I was hearing scriptures being read. From a loudspeaker, you know, I think it was Adam Mercy or something was being read. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, I must go and see where they're doing this, what it is they're doing. I, I went end of the road and turned back, came back to that place they were doing that. I saw that somebody is selling cassettes of, of uh, scriptures. Mm. Yeah, so I said, well, I'm going to buy as many as I can but I didn't have much money, so I just bought a few. I started playing it right away from my car. When I went home, I put it in my cassette deck, and I was playing it, listening to scriptures all the time. It was very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but cassette has a bad reputation. It will coil any time. <laughs> when it coils up, you can't lose it. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so now you you also began to write, didn't you? Yes. Now, well, well not not. I had to know what I was going to write first. So, right. But I was copying the things by hand all the time, and uh, by the time I uh, bought that uh, cassette, uh, technology has advanced a little bit from cassette to CD. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to have a computer to use CD. You go just using a deck, you know. Also. Right, right. So I bought the CDs that were reading this thing for me, and I said to myself, I think I'll find one that uh, I can read. You know, on my because I said I bought a computer for that. So I put it in my computer. I started to uh, read the thing from my computer. And uh, I now le- learned to copy and paste the things I use hand to write. I went through the scriptures, I put down, found when I when I went in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the CD, I would copy and paste, copy and paste. And I copied and pasted a lot of scriptures I had already written by hand. So that's how I started to uh, go to find what Bible is talking about and what God is saying and what, how I can use it the way he wants us to use. Mm-hmm. One of the things I learned is that if you don't obey God, forget it. Because you're going to have big problems. But if you obey him, 
there's no end to what you know you can get from him according to his will. One of the things that uh, happened to me is that you know I stopped having illnesses. You know, mm-hmm. if I have any symptom of anything, I now know how to go, get to him and talk about it with him. Usually, I would. Uh, make sure that any sins that were outstanding in my life, I'll bring it before him. Say, yes, this is what I did. This is what I did. I'm no Mm -hmm. longer going back there. Forgive me. And once he forgives you, he said he will cleanse you from every unrighteousness, even the sin that entered you. That's what God is going to remove from you. Nobody removes sins from somebody. Only God. That's why John the Baptist said, this is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Right. he blotted them out of us and absorbed them into his own body, carried the, the sins in his own body, suffered for the sins and died for the sins and rose again. So that's what I learned first, to make sure that I, I, free, I, free, I free myself from illnesses because mm-hmm. God is a mm-hmm. Yes, once mm-hmm. I learned it, my life changed, you know. And I learned mm-hmm. to avoid controversy or anything that God has pointed out as uh, something that can hurt you, you know, is the law of God, the commandments. I like to obey the commandments of God as a result. And so my life started changing. And uh, after a while, I started to communicate with people the word of God that I knew and the lifestyle of God that I, I, I had and accepted. And people were interested. I started making friends who are in other churches who come to me and to listen to what I'm saying. And they were excited. Okay. And uh, that continued until one of my friends, each time I see him in the evening, he's coming back with his wife and his children in the evening because I was, I was living on the ground floor and he would come and pass by my window. So I said to people, oh, where are you going? He said they went to evangelism. Which one is evangelism? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and uh, he told me that that's what they're doing. And I don't know people there. I don't know their language. And mm-hmm. I don't know how to do evangelism. But I've learned that I can write the things I want to say. Ah, okay. I give, I give it to people. And that's And that's how you developed enough material to actually create your book, The Mystery yes. of Suffering. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, well, I mean, I... You, mm-hmm. you came to the United States somewhere, I guess, in late 90s with the manuscript. Uh-huh. Um, were, were, did you find it difficult to get it published? Well, at that time, they want you to believe that you have to be an accomplished Writer or something for anybody to be interested in what you write. So the uh, traditional publishers, Zandovan and these and that, they went, they went, they're not the people to go to because they will listen to you. So, but I started to look to, for, you know, wait, whoever I'm going to find people who are going to publish my book. And uh, I heard about self publishing companies. And there was a, a Christian uh, meeting somewhere in Maryland where uh, writers are going to come. And the, uh, the, the, the people who are organizing it, you have to pay to have reservation, you know, 
the place I go to sleep and this and that and that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have much money. So I told him, I'm, I'm, I'm desirous to be there, but can you help me, you know, at least pay for the cost? They said, okay, we can pay for the uh, lodging. And I went. And among the people who showed up, who were publishers, you know, self-publishing companies, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. picked up, I picked a company that I talked with, told them my, my story. They said, yeah, yeah. They now sent me uh, the, the price list, you know, if you wanted to, they gave you several packages, what you pay for. I went and borrowed money and then they joined, you know, the, the queue and had my book published. You know, revised it many times. All the things they wanted me to do to get the full book in, in print, I did. So um, they, they made a, a, a cover, the cover of the book. I never thought mm-hmm. about that. And the cover they made was not, I didn't even think about what the cover would look like or what is. So, but after they made it, they published it, and the cover didn't say anything much. So, uh, but the book has gone into uh, Amazon, you know, we can find it on mm-hmm. Amazon. Right. But that Which was, is important. As as, yes. As, as far as I went, it was just Amazon. I never asked the, the, the publisher, you know, you know, what's happening or any, but this, from time to time, they come up with uh, some kind of uh, program that you're going to pay money, money to, for them to do that. Like and I didn't have money to do that. Yes. That's so always a challenge. Yes, mm-hmm. I never really had opportunity to have someone, you know, promote the book, you know, any other, anywhere. Yes. So that's. So are you was. are you open to doing presentations for people about the book? Why not? You know, I can. I, I'm a preacher. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling you would say that. <laughs> No, I've, over the years, I've learned to speak mm-hmm. and tell people what they normally will not hear, you know, in most places, that they will become interested in. I want to hear more. So, um, so you're the, totally open to it. What, what is the primary message that you think people take away from your book? Uh, there are not many people that I know who read the book well and, you know, said something about what happened. Because mm-hmm. the book is not an easy read. It goes to the problems people are having and they know they're having and I, sometimes they're not ready to get away from the problems. And God's word is, you know, it judges people. What do you keep reading God's word, talking about what you are doing that God doesn't want, that is you're going to, you know, be God is going to judge you for. You get, mm-hmm. you know, you get discouraged and uh, you know, drop the book like somebody who is, uh, you know, dropping hot something. Yes, yes, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there were people who really knew, who, who had a reason to, you know, look for solutions. Mm-hmm. And they read the book. And uh, one of them actually told me, I'm going to, after, when I finish reading this book, I'm going to give it to my pastor to read also. 
because this is something else. And that person, the life changed. I saw mm. that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anybody who has, uh, who desires to really change his life, I read this book, it would be changed. Everything I know as a pastor came from reading that book. Took me all over the scripture, everywhere from Genesis to everywhere. And there's hardly anything in the Bible that you can, I cannot tell you where it came from. Mm-hmm. Well, that's mm-hmm. part of uh, you know, reading the scriptures, copying it, meditating on it. The, the most important part for me was meditating on the scriptures. That's mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. the word of mm-hmm. God says are bad in you and you receive power of God for different kinds of things. So that's how it went until uh, the first publisher, I think they messed up somehow and they lost their business. Another oh. company took it over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's coming out. Me, it's, it's in the process of coming out again. Yes. At this no, time. No, yeah. Okay. No, yeah. So uh, this, this new company now wrote to me that uh, they're, they're taking over the assets of this company that uh, went out, went down, and they, they found that my book is part of what they have, and they're going to uh, work with me to take it over. I Wonderful. Said, okay, good, fine. Yes. Wonderful. Because yes. it's, a, it's a very powerful message, in the, and the amount of study and understanding that you have accumulated over the years is profound. So for them to have access to that, material is very significant yeah um it is you know it's i want to thank you for coming out because your journey and your your experiences how it changed your life and how it's changed the lives of other people that you know over the years is is a message that really makes a difference for people they want to know that this works yes they want to know that having you know christ in their life and having a, a a relationship with God actually ha- makes a difference. You know, uh, before I became a pastor, after I read that, read that book, I, before I became a pastor, I started to uh, interact with people who are having problems in their mm-hmm. lives, especially married, marriage problems. Mm-hmm. And I would... Uh, Introduce to them God's word as God said it, and let them know there's no alternative to what God said. He created the heavens and the earth. He's upholding everything by the word of His power. Nothing can happen without, you know, He's, he's accepting it to happen. Nothing you can't you can't resist Him. You can't change Him. You can't do anything. Just take what He says, and it shall be well with you. And let people know that God's word. If you believe it, that's the most important thing. Believe what God says. The power of God will be given you to obey what God says. It happened to me. I saw it. So I tell people. So this mm-hmm. person who was having a marital problem, for many years, they were having a problem with the husband. And uh, I've not seen her. When I came, I heard about her. It's from my place. So when I got her phone number, I interacted with her. She wasn't so sure that she was she wanted to share anything with me because she doesn't know me that well. But I called her again and again. I started to pray with her and give her the scriptures as God gave me, you know. So when I told her about what happens 
with the marriages that you can't you can, once you you stood before God and he witnessed the covenant is permanent you cannot go back from it you just have, he said what I gave him the scripture go and read after I read he said oh I didn't know and that made a difference mm. in her life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she it's was amazing, uh, isn't it? Yes, she was battling with the husband, you know, this one would say, this one would do, this and that and that. I said, listen, that's a losing game. You must love that man. God gave him to you. You have two children there, two or three. You have to respect that man. But God mm-hmm. says so, okay? So pray for him. God says so. So even pray for your enemies. This one, her husband. So I started to lay God's uh, principle on her. And she got the message, and they started to do, she never argues with me, started to do what I was suggested to do, and uh, pray for the man. And one day, she told me, because I called her on the phone, she told me, you know, the husband now, uh, when they come to take the children, you know, this is what they do, spend the weekend with you or this and that, when he comes, usually stops on the steps of the house, and the children will go and they, they will, he will take them. When he comes back, he will do the same thing. But after a while, he now brings the children into the home, sits down, and they talk a little while, and he goes. Continued until the man now calls on the phone to ask about how they are doing. This is somebody who never bothered. Yes. So I know that God's word is beginning to work. Yes. He's opened his heart in a new way. Yes. Yes. Well, Kash, Pastor Kash, it is you know I, I'd like to remind our listeners that we've they've been speak we've been speaking with you and that's Pastor Kash Didigo ago about your book The Mystery of Suffering, which is available on Amazon, and if people would like to have uh, you speak to them at, uh, or to a group, uh, they can reach you at at your email, which is c a j c d at AOL.com, and you'll be happy to talk to them about those things. Amen, so, amen. It has been my pleasure. I could talk to you for hours, but unfortunately my time runs out. So oh, thank boy. you again very much, Pastor Kaj. I look forward to hearing stories of people who've benefited uh, when they learned you know, how to live in God's kingdom. Yes, it's so, all real. There's nothing actual about it. And... Uh, I think the churches have to do a better job of explaining this thing to people. I think so, too. I think so, too. I think there's a great deal that is not explained, and it leads to misinterpretation. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, well, thank you again. I really appreciate the time we've had together. And this is now a wrap, everybody. Bye for now, (laughs) and have a great day. It's been wonderful talking with you. Yes, thank you. Blessings on you as well. Bye-bye. Thank you. Stay blessed.